Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Come on now. There's a new movie streaming right now on Netflix. It's Tyler Perry's My Man, A Fall from Grace. Here's the storyline, because I went down to Houston to see this movie. So let me let me just reel you guys on in. I was treated very special, very, very special when I went and saw this screen. The characters, Grace Waters, here's the storyline. Grace Waters, played by Crystal Fox, a longtime pillar of her Virginia community, stays composed when her ex wears his mistress, who she caught having sex, and her son moves away, her adult son. We're convincing from her best friend, Sarah, played by Felicia Richard. She tries putting herself first. It's all about me now. And a handsome stranger, Makai Brooks, becomes her surprise second love. And he's very, very sexy, by the way. Very, very sexy. Yet any woman can snap. And Grace's new husband soon ravages her life, her work. And many say drove her crazy or near sanity. Made her, made her, made her sanity was tested on that point. That's what love can do. What love got to do, you'll find out in this movie. Shuttered in a cell awaiting trial for his murder, Grace's only hope for vindication lies with Jasmine, the attractive Jasmine Bryant, played by the attractive Brescia Webb, who don't know nothing. A public defender who always pleads her case, but for some reason, she wants to take this case to court, which drives Tyler Perry's character crazy. The movie also co-stars Oscar nominee Cicely Tyson and writer-director Tyler Perry, A Fall from Grace, is a mesmerizing thriller built from unthinkable secrets. Dun, 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 dun. Here's my take. Because I was in Houston, that's my hometown, everybody know I'm from Fifth Ward, Tyler Perry's storytelling had me all messed up in a good way. Here's the money-making conversation interview you've all been waiting for. Here's the money-making conversation I went down to Houston to get because my man Tyler Perry is worth the airline ticket. Please, Tyler Perry, please, Felicia Richard, Please, Crystal Fox and Brescia Webb, Money Making Conversation, the interview of a lifetime. Okay, cool. Great. Thank you for having me, Tyler. Um, I'm afraid of Felicia Richard and I'm afraid of Crystal Fox. They are. I can't, I'm not giving away too much because it's a beautiful movie. You stuck your foot in this movie. You stuck, you know, like the old people say, get some food in it. You stuck your foot in it. Acting, directing. In the beginning of the movie, I thought you were just going to be a cameo role in there, but you played a, like a mentor in there. And, and I don't want to give away too much, but it felt like it was a mentorship type, even though you was a, you was a get your job done, get your job done type character because your character is a public defender. Yes. Tell me about that for a, minute, for a few minutes. Um, it, I feel like when I was reading the script, it was just all there on the page. Right. And um, Jasmine being a public defender, she wanted to give her all, but she was defeated already. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Rory being the boss that he is, he didn't make it easy for oh, he her. Oh, he didn't Get the no, job no, done. Get, get the plea. Get, get the plea. Get the plea. And so she had to find that inner strength in herself. And so it was a joy to play. Absolutely. The thing I want to say about your character, because of the fact that 
you know, I've seen you on have and have nots. Mm -hmm. And this this was an extension. And uh, Tyler was really interesting because he pushed some of these characters in areas I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that that level of expectation that he pushed you to in your role. No, see, that's the beauty of it. Tyler gave me the script and he lets me go yes. for it. If I, he, he, he tries to see or always allows for me to bring what I believe is in that character. Mm -hmm. That's what's so awesome about when he offers you something, you know he sees that. Right. So you come in and you just delve in. And if he believes it, he just lets you sail. A fall from grace. Miss mm -hmm. Sarah, played by Miss, I got to say Miss for that character. That was, uh, I know who you are. Television world has laid it out to you. I can't go, go too far with this character. But talk about preparation for that character. Talk about the lengths that you went to extend what he wanted from that character for this particular movie, A Fall From Grace? Yes, she, uh, well, what was important for this character was to be true in every moment. Uh -huh. Every single moment, whatever that moment was, was real. She right. was real in every moment. Right. But you were misleading at, at, at times as far as the relationship. That's, that's beside the point. Now, here, Miss Pleabargain, now, you really can't say too much because in the beginning of your character, your character plays out as a person, you know, everybody felt that you, can I say this? Yes. Like a, a joke. Yeah. You being a lawyer was a joke. Yes. And then nobody respected you. Mm -hmm. So that, that means they gave you a, a, an arc in the movie. Absolutely. And how did that feel for you? I mean, well, being a, looked at usually as a comedic actress, you don't really get to play. And I love that. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. You don't usually get to play a multi-layer character in that way that you can show the various sides of a woman right. mm -hmm. and how she is trying to balance her her personal life and her work life, right. and being defeated when she right. comes home from work. Right. So, like I said, everything was on the page, and Tyler just gave us free will to go in and really develop these characters in an honest way. But, you know, Tyler, I know they're saying you're giving them free will. They gave you, you gave them free will to develop these characters, but you had, you know what you wrote. And like she's comedic, you know, first lady of TV, you know, have and have not. All these characters that I've seen, shifted in directions from their career that they led up to that point. But you cast them in these roles. Why? Uh, no, I just, first of all, Crystal had not had a shot to be a leading role, or leading, in a leading role, mm -hmm. a leading lady, and I thought, it's high time, 40 years in the business, mm -hmm. and I was so excited to do that for her. her Congratulations. And also cast Breesha against type, not comedy, cast her in a dramatic role. <laughs> Absolutely. In Acrimony, she did something. 26-year-old attorney. Yeah. <laughs> a couple small roles that were amazing, and then I had Cicely Tyson and Miss Felicia Rashad to round out this level of talent. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was incredible for me. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I laughed. I was mad. People next to me hitting me. You yeah. know, you go to a black movie, there, you know, black people sitting next to you. When they start hitting you, that's a good sign. Yes. Right. People stood up in the end. Tyler, you did it. You did it. You did it. And that's really, you know, because you, know, you have a fan base. I love that. You know, now you're on Netflix. Tell us about that journey for your brand. Well, I had, I filmed this movie. It wasn't originally with Netflix. I had just filmed it, and I was going to just shop it and see where it was going to land. But they came right away. <laughs> and it like, landed, brother. Yeah, they were like, come on, we got we got to have it. And and I got to tell you, it's been the most diverse group of people I've ever worked with yes, in sir. anything I've done in Hollywood. So I'm really excited about working there. You know, I know now you know they take some of these movies to theaters, and they yeah. put them back on. And I'm going to tell you some, um, some nominations are due for some of these characters in this movie. I was very impressed with the whole process and watching you build out this whole concept of allowing you to make the allow looking at your character, Grace, looking at your, your character, Jasmine, your character, Miss Sarah, and blend, and I was confused. 
You know, and I'm a writer. Yeah. I've, I've been writing television a long time. And when you can take a guy like me, and I'm going kind of frustrated in a good way because I don't know where the script is going. Yes. But when it goes and it lands, it lands in such a powerful direction. Mm -hmm. That's a testament not only to you as a director and a writer, but the characters you allow to put on street. But I'd be remiss because he's not here. Yes, say it. Mr. Brooks. Yes, yes. Mr. Brooks. We have to talk about him. For yes, please. Talk about he was sexy. He represented. Talk about yes. him a he was He has a, well, McCod Brooks as a human being. Yes. yes. Has an energy about him that is okay. just, whew, what can I say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's quiet and still, and it's solid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's he is just like that. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And he showed up as Shannon in this thing. Yes, he, Why did, he did. Are you kidding me? For that reason mm -hmm. alone, he, that the very presence of who he is mm -hmm. and the, the, his nuances and the way he can paint a picture as an actor was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's another role again from Supergirl. To being portrayed in this character, because I didn't know where that character was going to go either. Yeah. You see the trailer, but it, believe me, trailer is only an invite to a great movie, a great yeah. project. I want to thank everybody. I hope the nominations come your way. They're deserving, <laughs> not only the picture, but the characters you guys played in this movie. A Fall from Grace is a must see. Thank you guys for taking the time. I'm trying to get you guys individually on my podcast because I'm going to promote this, brother. You thank know you. me. Thank you. That's right. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate y'all. That's it, y'all. A Fall from Grace, starring Tyler Perry. Felicia Rashad, Crystal Fox, and Brisha Webb. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. You have to believe in yourself. If nobody else believes in you, believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with 70,000 people um, to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter, Charity, is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she is. She is. She's just trying to find her footing and she got spoiled because there were maids and things to right. help take care of her. A lot of times the baby in the family is like that. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ta da! Time for the intro. She's in studio. <laughs> Can we take a Make sure we get a picture. You know, one of them, one of them candid pictures. <laughs> did you get it, man? What, hey, man, what are y'all doing, man? Hey, did, oh, oh, yeah. oh, my God, man. Well, you can't get anybody. I don't know if you're taking pictures, you know. I'll do a video. But executive producer, you see the sitting over there. Boomeranging, whatever. We'll see. We'll probably go put my teeth where I got food. It's going to go viral. Okay, cool. My next guest <laughs> was introduced to the world. It's perfect because Tyler Perry is. On this show as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, good stuff. So this is a great intro. Introduced in the, to the world as a national recorded artist on the soundtrack to Tyler Perry's first movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Mm -hmm. She's a comedian and has written and co-produced a project with Ricky Smiley. That's my boy, frat brother. <laughs> Appeared in Las Vegas at the Flamingo on George Wallace's stage. That's my boy. He's a little crazy coming into town. Teamed up with George Wallace and J. Anthony Brown, another fool, on a show called Two Devils and an Angel. She is the first African-American woman to be syndicated on a nighttime gospel radio show. Six million listeners and is heard in 46 Radio 1 cities. 
Woo, I'm tired just reading about all this <laughs> and talking about all this. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my girl, Darlene McCoy. How in the world are you doing, Ruchon? <laughs> well, we hadn't saw each other in a while. It's been I, a minute. You know, I, you know, I was coming for you. I made a big old spread uh, sure do. for your cause there. You sure did. They, they ate it all up. You know. Every bit of it. And uh, But uh, let's talk about, um, you have an event coming up here. Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Tell us about this event. So it's called, um, well, it's at City Winery Atlanta. City, City, City Winery, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. City. In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, you know, they're national. But in, in Atlanta, it's um, called Jesus Was Eclectic okay. Decades. Okay. Which is an, actually the name of my EP. So right. we're performing it live. You're performing it live. So or is it just going to be you on the show? No, I actually am introducing my son. Champ, oh, okay. who is a hip hop, he's a conscious hip hop artist mm-hmm. and an R and B artist, Alvin like Garrett. Like Lecrae type. Yeah, well, but less less church, more street. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but oh. still, yes. I want to hear really con- conscious. So is, 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 it, is it rap? Or is it? What, what, yeah, okay. he's he's like a rapping Martin Luther King. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe a gospel Travis Scott. Let's make Something some like money. Right yeah. let's, let's make some let's money. Let's do right this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not well, like that. Travis Scott. But yes, yes, we're introducing him. But um, but I'm gonna take everybody on a on a journey through the decades from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and with your favorite music, you know, 70s gospel music, then my music infused, and then 70s R and B. Okay, cool. This is January 29th. The 29th of January. Okay, cool. On the 28th, I am in town. Okay, because so on happy. the 28th, I'm doing, I'm hosting the event for the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, okay. uh, Real Men Mentoring yes. campaign. Uh, my boy Ronrico Lee will be there, Q Parker will be there, wow. uh, Harry Douglas will be there, wow. and we'll be doing it at the Gathering Spot. Okay. And so on the 29th, which is the very next day, mm-hmm. um, being that you are my girl, yeah, I would love to introduce you. <gasps> what? Yes. Listen at this. Did y'all hear that? Okay. <laughs> Did y'all hear? So you want to introduce me? Thank you. Yes, I would love to. Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, I, you that's I, happening. Yeah. You know, I, I've introduced a lot. You know? Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have a whole lot. And I'm sitting up here like, for real? Yes. I, I, will, I will be there not only to enjoy the show. Thank you, Wushan. Hear your son. But Thank I will uh, make sure that make sure we get some banners. I promote it as well. My, my, my. So I can get it on my social. Let everybody know, Rashawn. People know I rarely go on stage these days. Right, but I'm but. so glad you got <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, So you can tell everybody, Rashawn McDonald, we'll be introducing you. Thank at you. The, uh, the, the winery in Atlanta. Thank you so much. No, so, you, know, I, you know, I've always, I'm, I am, and always have been a fan. You Thank know, you. and uh, when I would land in Houston, would have to turn on the radio and listen to <laughs> because you, your your skill is, 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 is so natural, and your 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 ability to uh, to, to your relatable talent. That's Thank what you. I always felt. You were a relatable talent. So, you know, so I was going through preparing for my show and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was just morning. I wrote. I wrote down everything I had to do to my staff, and I emailed it out. And I said, I said, Is, "Have I missing anything?" And then Samantha came in. Yeah, you missed this. You missed this. You know, I was telling what I'm missing. Oh yeah. You missed this. She's executive. Samantha is the executive producer of the show, and so she telling me, "You missed this. Missed this." And then she had, she saw the NBA All Star game in mm-hmm. Chicago. Did she mm-hmm. go? Ah, oh, do you need anybody to go with you? <laughs> 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 I know, know that's you know, right. I said, no, I don't need nobody, okay? What I do need is the 29th free. She said the 29th is free. I oh, thank you I said, I'm going to come so on the show much. today, thank and I'm going to talk to my girl and see if she uh, will allow me. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I am honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, well I'm honored, that. and it's going to be fun, and uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do our best to, to make sure people are turned away. Yeah, uh, And let's uh, get the word out about this. Thank what what, what time is showtime? 
Showtime is 8 o'clock. Okay. But uh, the doors open at 6. People can come in and get their, their wine and their food oh, and okay. enjoy. I've never been there. Can you, yes. How is the wine? Is it, is it yes. food? And is it's it food. It's, you, can, you can have dinner and, okay. and your wine. And, and if you don't drink wine, have water, whatever you want to mm-hmm, have. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you can come and enjoy and, and have a nice dinner and then be ready for the show. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's like a supper club. Yeah, which is which I which I yeah. performed as a comedian many yeah. years ago. Um, really? I'm used to that format. I, I didn't like people eating while I was trying to tell jokes. See, you can sing and people can eat. Right. See, because you can they can they can groove and roll in the chair. Yeah, but you might choke somebody if they but, buzz that yeah, laugh. Yeah, but, 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 but let you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. It, you got to hear laughs when Come you tell on, a joke. Sir. You got to get feed, verbal <laughs> feedback that this is working. That's you right. Can, all this rolling side to side, pointing at me on stage, listen, and no laughs. That's not gonna they work. They feeding they back all right. <laughs> listen, not, that's not working. With that's not working. No, 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 no. We're not working with that. So, so how long has this this uh, show been on the books? January Actually, um, at we the winery. it it in December we got a call. Mm-hmm. And um and they were just like you know oh, I, great. isn't that so I mean it was a blessing because a friend of mine was like don't you don't you have an EP dropping I said yeah she says don't you want to play at the Cindy Ridery I'm like of course right so right. you know she says okay let me call you back and then the young lady from the City Winery said could you do it on the 29th I'm like yes oh, wow that's hot absolutely that's hot. That's I can hot. and we and I will that's <laughs> so hot. That's we are hot. so excited about it my band is is excited we're gonna perform. Probably 45 minutes to an hour, but we're going to take you through the decades. Everybody's, I just pray that everyone has a good time. Well, they will. They, they will. Like, my whole thing is that, you know, already, you know, I'm thinking about how I'm going to walk out there. You know, this uh-huh. is your thing. I got I to gotta build the hype right because it's all about the intro. I'm going to need that comedian to come it, out it, of you, it's, though. It's all about the intro, you know. It's all about the intro. You know, I need that to come know, out of you. But the thing that I fell in love and found you was yes. on, on, on radio. Okay, and also in your syndicated show. Yes, you So are. tell us about that journey of, of you know, we, we're going to get to the comedians later. Okay. But, this, but the, 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 the journey of what you're doing now as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. as, a, as a female, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a male-dominated business. All businesses, for some reason, Facts. are dominated by men. Even, even women fashion, they making it. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> okay, so, so tell us about that because there's something you're doing that's very unique. Mm-hmm. That's why we have, to, we have to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Well, the thing of it is, is um, having this platform, yes. I feel like I have to be responsible with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's one thing to have the platform because, you know, people love you as a radio host. That's one thing. But even with that, because they do, right. I want to take advantage of this opportunity to bring my friends along and help me, you know, reach back into our communities. Right. Um, through the platform. Right. I have something called Mobs, and I know that you've been a part of that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, we do something annually called um, celebrities cooking for a cause, and right. I reach out to my celebrity friends like Rushon McDonald, especially yeah. and over the came holidays. through. Rushon came and through, and he came through. Look, especially over the holidays with all his bacon and cakes <laughs> and all of that good stuff and pies. But anyway, um, um, I reach out to them and ask them to, you know, prepare their favorite meal right. and their mm-hmm. favorite dish, mm-hmm. so that we can go and feed um, those that are less fortunate and wrap our, our arms around them and love Absolutely. on them, and mm-hmm. um, you know, give them gifts and and whatnot. So that's that's one of the things that I do. Um, but everywhere that I have an opportunity to speak to mothers, yes, um, I take the opportunity to do that because I I am a mother of three, but they're grown now. Mm-hmm. Of course, and I got two grandkids. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing that I did not have a lot of, I have my mother, but I was not in the same city with my mother. Right. And I needed guidance, support, direction, someone to point me in the right direction mm-hmm. sometimes, just right that was in, within arm's reach. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes the difference when you're raising children. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes, you know, parents go through things where the 
father and the mother are not, you know, on good terms. Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you make that work anyway? Right. You know, mm-hmm. you still have to make it work for the children. Mm-hmm. So everywhere that I can speak to young ladies and, and mothers, I take that opportunity to do that. We all know that. You can say black, white. You can say green, yellow. People mm-hmm. will hear what they want to hear. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, as much as you try to bring clarity to the situation, mm-hmm. people can shape it to the direction they want to tell the story. That's right. Like what you call editing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really sad. So with that being said, mm-hmm. you in that gospel world, mm-hmm. those church goers. Yes, sir. You know, some of them are living the life of perfection. Come on. Can't tell them nothing. Come on. Because they all socially right. Right. Lord have mercy. God is good. <laughs> How do you deal with that, girl? Listen, with the God is good, people. That thing right there, man, listen. And who do you know you're talking to? Right, right. What well, is a church person? Well, listen, what is a church person? Well, is it, there, there are several. And, you know, you have to understand. <laughs> I didn't want to get you fired up. Times. I didn't want to get you fired up. I didn't want to get you fired up. You know, I get excited about this part. But, <laughs> but actually, you know, I was raised in church, uh-huh. you know, and so I know church for like the back of my hand. But then I run into some people that are not living a truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are living, you are comfortably living a lie, uh-huh. and then you're covering yourself up right. with God is good all the time. Well, yes, that is true, but are you the truth? Right, right. right you see right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, it, it It just, we go through. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it, I'm not trying to push too much information out, yeah. but I just know that I, I remember several years ago, Steve Harvey and uh, Kurt Franklin did yeah. a tour together. Mm-hmm. So I have firsthand awareness yes. of uh, that branding and marketing that's in right. that particular market. Yes. Because that was my responsibility. Sold to out these, tours. Yeah, get these dates sold out. Uh-huh. He and did I, it too, y'all. I had a... <laughs> Comedian who's known for cussing, uh-huh. and I had Kurt Franklin, who's all 100% gospel. Come and on. guess what? Teenagers and kids could come to his show. That's exactly right. So immediately, when I put the tickets on sale, I said 18 and up. And up. Oh, Lord, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm just selling tickets. Then get the call from Kurt Preeple. Uh, we, uh, tickets uh, say 18 and up. Uh, uh, we have kids and teenagers right. and, and bring their I, we we got to change that. And I said, okay, wow, what am I going to do, Kurt? Okay, Kurt, can they not sit on the front row? Wow. I said, can they, uh, can they just, can they be on the third or fourth or fifth row? Because I know that Steve Harvey can't it's come out go there. He's going to go. He's probably doing that because he's family feud king. Right. Man. He's family feud king. Right, straight, right, right, right. He's straight family now. <laughs> but back then. <laughs> the church he, wasn't ready. He, he had just kind of did that video for uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Right. Okay. You know, that was the first time he did a show without cussing, so he wasn't all the way there. Right, and right, so, right. So I understood that when I when I was trying to figure out, first I started marketing on, you know, gospel stations. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, that's my market. Wasn't right. selling no tickets. Right. Mm. Because then I realized that, okay, who are church people? Mm. Then I started going back to the R&B stations. Mm-hmm. Okay, the hip-hop stations. Mm-hmm. My tickets started moving. Yeah. So that's why I have to ask the question, who are church people? Because when yes. I was over there on the church gospel station, mm-hmm. wasn't selling no tickets. Mm-hmm. When I was when my e blasts were going out to the all gospel centric, mm-hmm. wasn't selling no tickets. Mm-hmm. Or as soon as I went over there to what they would call sinners, mm-hmm. I started selling tickets. That's what I'm talking about. I yeah. started selling tickets. <laughs> so so that's why I asked that question, not to be you know condescending. No, uh-huh. because I don't know who they are. Yeah, all I know is that they listen to Al Green. Mm-hmm. They listen to T 
Katy Pendergrass. They uh-huh. listen to Jill Scott. Uh-huh. They listen to Kim. They listen to Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, okay. They listen to Keith Sweat. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm, listen, I'm going through kind of the same thing because City Winery is a winery. Yes, yes. And they're saying, well, the, the gospel people were, are not going to buy those tickets. And I'm like, Oh, yes, they will. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. they will. Oh, see, it's really funny. See, now, if you own a gospel station talking mm-hmm. about it, then they, then they go, oh, I can't come. Mm-hmm. But just take that same interview over to a R&B station. And the same person here. Same person here. Girl, I'm going to get those tickets tomorrow. <laughs> He's not telling. He's not telling the lie. That's the, that's the sad part about it, and that's that's what leads to my question that you have, my statement that you have, breaking the stigma of what church looks like in 2020. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. I just believe that a lot of times, you know, what we've done in the past with church, and then you know, promoting Christ and promoting God, mm-hmm. we've made it seem like he's so delicate that he can't take the truth about who we are. That's what I love about Kirk Franklin. Kirk yes. Franklin. Is a guy who's you know you know you, it's him. you know is um it's really interesting that you say that because he's so honest mm-hmm. in a brutal way mm-hmm. and people go okay why is he talking like that because mm-hmm. in the end you should be able to be yourself that's right as a child of God come on okay yeah because God made us I mean mm-hmm. it's like I am equipped with everything God gave me right why can't I be made us as individuals as individuals okay that's exactly right and each individual has equipment. Right. Mm-hmm. And a purpose and a plan. Mm-hmm. And too many people have We're talking on this show. Listen. Want to make a conversation. We're talking. Yes, Praise we the are. Lord. We're talking. Yes, we're going to talk Sam, about we on, this. Sam, we on point, Sam. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but you know, we, as individuals, like I said, we have, we have, we are Because my show come on Sundays, too. Sunday Does it really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I hope so you can listen. talk like this, you know. Yes. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> because, you know, just as I'm, I, w- I was just saying, you know, we have, we are who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And God made us who we are. Right. But if we can't be authentic, what is the reason that we are waking up every day? And so that's what you want in 2020. That's exactly right. We want real people. Right. We want real people that that have a real story. Right. And that have something to say. No, I'm not perfect. That I probably will never be perfect. Right. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be so arrogant to even try to be perfect. Right. So tell me this. I can just be me. Tell me. So you have a syndicated night yes. show. Mm-hmm. What is that show? What does like I produce shows, syndicated mm-hmm. morning shows. So I know mm-hmm. I have a system. You start with phone calls and you have some jokes here. Then you have entertainment news. Mm-hmm. What is the, what is the lineup of your show? The lineup of my show. Well, I'm I'm on at night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, from seven to eleven p.m. So my thought is, I'm I'm catching people who are coming home from work. Right. Mm-hmm. And have had probably a, a hard day. Mm-hmm. And um, that want to talk. Mm-hmm. So I have you know a chat room topic so mm-hmm. we could just talk. Yes. About absolutely anything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but I but my purpose for my show is to uplift, mm-hmm. you know, before people go to bed at night, just get everything off your mind that will happen during that. the day. I love that. And I at night, that. let's have a little inspiration. I love that. Let's have some fun, entertainment, laugh, mm-hmm. and just kind of clear the atmosphere so that you can sleep well. Cool. Now, January 29th, January 29th. We, gonna have, we will have some inspiration at the Atlanta City Winery. That's right. Um, your show. Mm-hmm. The name of the EP is what? Jesus was eclectic. And uh, who all will be on the lineup? Uh, it will be Alvin Garrett, R&B singer. Okay. Hip-hop artist, my son, mm-hmm. the champ. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Leon Timbo is coming. Okay. It doesn't bother me. And let me tell you something. He's he's amazing. But then, of course, it'll be me and my band. Oh, did she forget somebody? And introducing. Thought, hold, hold on. Wait hold, a minute. Hold, 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 hold on. I thought you were talking about performing. 
But hold on one second. Let me just make hey, sure. Well, you already said you, the best you already that. said that you hope that the comedian walks on that stage to introduce you. You have to. You already said <laughs> you that. You got to be the comedian. Okay, you already said Please. that. Please. So. Mr. No, no, Money good. Making Conversations himself, mm-hmm. Rashawn McDonald, will be introducing. No, no, this is got to do now. Help him out. Okay. okay. Money Making Conversations slash comedian slash host, Rashawn McDonald. That's. We got to make sure that's all. Yeah. They get it. Because you know you so multi-talented. There you go. There you He's go, so there multi-talented. <laughs> Our next guest is production company Kingdom Rain Entertainment LLC is recognized as one of the leading entertainment companies in television. His credits include Drumroll, executive producer Love and Marriage Huntsville, On the Own Network, Styling Hollywood, Netflix, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Bravo, Hollywood Divas, TV One, The Next 15, and Gucci Mane and Keisha, the main event on BET. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. They've said, let freedom reign. Let's let kingdom reign. My man, Carlos King. (laughs) (laughs) What a great introduction. (laughs) My man, my man. I love your enthusiasm. I appreciate it. First of all, uh, you know, you're doing great things and... uh, in television Thank because, you, you know, it, it's been a journey in the reality world of respect, you know, and I would, and I just tell share my personal story when I was producing and, uh, and creating the uh, neighborhood awards with Steve, uh, Steve Harvey was hosting. It was a period <laughs> where, you know, there were no African-Americans in dramas. There were no African-American show that had sitcom talent and all the talent was coming from the reality TV world. And it was a period where reality TV was, fighting and throwing and cussing and fussing, and it was just ugly out there. And so it was really putting a black eye on what, what, what do, do black people act like this? And I've seen that, and I feel that it has been, now we see sitcoms with African-Americans on it, we see dramas with lead African-Americans, and I feel that that has helped uh, uh, stylize and help the world of reality TV to be more accepted and also shape better stories. Am I correct in that assessment? No, you absolutely are. I think, um, listen, when it comes to reality TV, the reason why I started my company, mm-hmm. Kingdom Rain Entertainment, is because I wanted to change the landscape right. of how African-Americans are viewed on television. So, right. no, your assessment is right in terms of what has been sort of the attention that's been given to in the past, and my hope is to redirect that in the future. Well, you're doing a good job, first of all, because... You know, and, you. you know, and, and, I, and I would tell you, and I, and I, I can have honest conversation, and I, and I really believe that the stories are being told better because African Americans are actually producing these shows with African American leads and African American content, and they're not stories that we assume that's how they should act. We'll let's just make believe this particular scenario, and that I believe really helps. And so when I you said, Rashawn, you're excited to have me on the show? Yes, I am. Because you are telling the story that is accurate. We all know it's entertainment. Right. Don't get me wrong, Carlos. It's entertainment. We got to have the ratings mm-hmm. meter right. But guess what? There is credibility in how the story is being told now. Because you understand the culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's true. That's true. The re- and, and, and that was the other reason, too. Because, again, prior to me starting the company, I was a hired freelance producer who had to produce these shows and did not really have a say in the beginning, middle, and end of how these stories were being told. And the biggest thing that I wanted to give people 
work credibility and, and to show that there is an audience out there where people, especially African-Americans, they want to see people who, who look like them on television. But right. they also want to make sure that it's really something that's happening in their real lives. And when you look at Love and Marriage Huntsville on the Oprah Winfrey Network, <clears throat> the show to me is doing well um, solely because you have three couples who I think represent a large part of black family households. Whether or not you disagree with them or agree with them, you know somebody who sort of represents that that lifestyle. So the, the show has been a huge hit for OWN because these African-American couples who are successful, but they also are giving you an insight into what happens in their households to hopefully shed light on what happens in households across America. And the success of that show, to me, shows the reason why I wanted to begin the company. And and I'm hoping that I continue to have people tune in to the shows we're creating over here that really speaks to that attention. Well, I'm going to tell you something. uh, When I left IBM, I was uh, a degree in mathematics. I left IBM to do stand-up comedy. So I travel all over this country telling jokes. And what people don't know is uh, how modern the city of Huntsville is. It's one of the, it's like a Silicon Valley yeah. technology-wise. That's where NASA started. NASA started in Huntsville, exactly. Alabama. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I remember, so if you, any any popular chain in America, food chain in America, is in Huntsville, Alabama. And and so and so I know I used to love going there because, you know, great comedy and clothes of people, you know, are, were very knowledgeable and you didn't have to do crazy things to get people to laugh. And so, so you picked the city that, I, as one would say, you know, it was like I, 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 with a high uh, uh, intellectual and cultural platform in Huntsville, Alabama. And a lot of people didn't know that. And I think that you're telling the story and opening people's eyes to Huntsville. Yeah, no, that was, you know what? That was the biggest goal when Melody and Martel <laughs> met with me. Mm-hmm. You know, they... They drove from Huntsville to Atlanta. I was Mm -hmm. living there at the time. This is maybe five years ago. Mm -hmm. And they pitched me the idea of doing something in Huntsville. And just to be completely transparent, I'm like, who's in Huntsville? What is Huntsville all about? You know what I mean? I was more curious about the city than Mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. And I knew that Melody and Martell had something interesting to tell the world but I was really interested in the city as a whole. Right. And you are right. It's such a city that has so many affluent black people who, who thrive there. Mm-hmm. And they're super smart. We met with a rocket scientist, yes. uh, you know, this black yes. man who's a rocket scientist. Yes. Things mm-hmm. you hear, you hear about, but you never really seen. Mm-hmm. So it's such a smart, savvy town. And I think a lot of people watch, the show and they're like, wow, they're smart, successful black people who live in Huntsville, Alabama. And it, to me, it's putting the city on the map and it's allowing the city to really be shown in a light that, you know, when people think of the South, they think, oh, they're uneducated. And right. the fact that this show's providing right. something different right. means the world to me. Yeah, it's really cool. I, like, I, I very, when I, when I realized it was coming on, I tuned in because I know, because it's, you know, I've, I've had a blessed life to be able to articulate something about Huntsville, Alabama to you. 
and and be able to be on dead on spot means that I've I've experienced that culture and also my life has allowed me to experience a lot of different paths. And the fact that you know this is not Birmingham, this is not Montgomery, this is Huntsville, totally different con- city, totally different setup, totally different uh, lifestyle. And it also is who doesn't have who doesn't know a country cousin, okay? <laughs> right, we all have those. You know, you know, this country. Everybody got a country cousin in the South, okay? Everybody in the North came from the South, so so you wouldn't. Everybody from L.A. moved from Alabama or Mississippi or Arkansas. So yeah, so so you wasn't out of your comfort zone. You actually were bringing people back to their roots. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and and listen, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Right, right, and right. I, <laughs> I know. Come on, okay, Carlos. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos you getting comfortable now. You getting comfortable now. It's all this guy. Yeah, let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm from Detroit, and I grew up in the whole era of black excellence. And right. you mm-hmm. know, growing up when it, when Motor City was really thriving and the Motown right. sound mm-hmm. and all all that amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. So again, it's all about giving back to your community in some in some way. And with Huntsville, that was one part of it. But it's what you said. It, it again, I think the show is successful because you look at these African American people and they remind you of family. They remind you of home. And my hope is that that is an eye opener as even for me and my team to really start putting more of these other. I'm not going to say forgotten towns, but more so a town that a lot of people just aren't familiar with. Right, right. So even the way we're creating shows, Rashawn, we're really tapping into markets where it isn't a typical Atlanta, Miami, L.A., New York. Like we're yes. going down to the south just to really see what else is there because I think the way television is, is working, a lot of people, you know, they're bored easily with the same city you see across television. But – to tap into those towns where you've heard about the city, but you don't really know about it. Um, that excites me to really put more of, of these cities on the map. So now we got, we got freedom rain out there. Kingdom rain is backing <laughs> it up, backing it up. And I, oh, 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 when you, when you put together these casts uh, and you put, put together these shows, what show do you feel over the years that you, that you, you know, I know we talked about uh, housewives of Atlanta. They really touched you mm-hmm. or just, just say, Hey man, really, I learned so much from, being a part of that show and, you know, I always have friends from that show. What show may have touched you like that over the years? That I produce on my own? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, good question. Um, I'll say this much. I think since Hollywood Divas was the first show that yes, my sir. company was able to produce for TV One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Back in 2014, I would say that show will always mean the most to me. It's like, it's like I'm not a parent, but I'm going to assume all parents feel this way about their firstborn. Right. Like, there's nothing like your firstborn. Like, you love, your, you love all your kids equally, but that, that feeling and that experience of your firstborn means the most is, is because it's the first we know so you know, i look it, at it, it's interesting you say that okay. Carlos. it's interesting you say that yeah. because i want i want to share a story which i know we're running out of time i want to get this in and it's very pro positive what you're saying because when you go out there and you do something for the first time with your production company i remember when i was did the neighborhood awards and i actually produced it for the first time myself and you know i i there was you know people asked me and i told them yeah even though I didn't know, but I still moved forward with confidence because I felt I, 
I was ready. I felt that I'd seen it all, I, enough to be able mm -hmm. to comfortably go out there and know that that camera goes there, that staging goes there, that light cue goes there, that has to happen right there. And and I actually, when 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 I actually was at rehearsal, I was I was brought to tears because I realized that there's how much work you have to put in and how many naysayers step in between your uh, step in between your opportunities and even the people that you care about, you really can't turn to them because they don't even know what you're talking about. So the support that they right. can offer to you is nice, but it ain't enough. <laughs> and <laughs> and you have to walk out there. I always tell people this and joking, I always say, if you are if you are in the military and you're telling and you're the captain and you're telling somebody to charge up a hill, you can't have tears in your eyes. Because right. the, the reality is is that you have to be straight, you have to be strong. You have to be at the top of your game, even, even if everybody around you questions you. That means you have to do your homework. And my friend, I say that in a very complimentary manner, sharing a very personal part of my life, seeing what you are doing and seeing what you are accomplishing. Um, I'm proud of you, Carlos. Thank you for doing my show. And uh, Thank you. And uh, always know. If you have a banner or a sizzle reel that you want to promote or a premiere or a big moment of closure, any of the guests you want to bring on my show, you have a home here, Carlos, because of the fact that... I appreciate that. You are changing television, man. Don't change. And the revenue is coming, my man. The revenue is coming. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Kingdom reign, y'all. Kingdom reign. Thank you, Carlos. Appreciate you, brother. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. You have to believe in yourself. If nobody else believes in you, believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with 70,000 people um, to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter Charity is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she is. She is. She's just trying to find her footing and she got spoiled because there were maids and things to right. help take care of her. A lot of times the baby in the family is like that. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My next guest there on the phone are educators turned entrepreneurs are the epitome of the turn power couple. The dynamic duo started their business, business together in their early 20s and within three years grew it to a million-dollar business and only, and only two years later, a multi-million dollar business. They're owners of Holt and Holt Entrepreneurship. They are also owners of Holt Custom Homes. They are working. They are working real estate in the thriving city of Huntsville, Alabama. I've been to Huntsville, Alabama, so I'm not. I'm not joking around when I use the term "thriving city" of Huntsville, Alabama. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation because they are the stars of their own series, are featured on their own series, just in case somebody gets upset when I use the word stars. Love and Marriage, Huntsville. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Melody, Melody and Martel Holt. Hello. 
hi. Hello there. Hello there. Well, first yeah, of all, we'll, we'll we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, stars of You know, you know, and you got to because guess it's about branding and marketing. And guess what? When I read your bio, you guys truly understand that you're not afraid to step out and 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 go take your 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 careers and opportunities down a different lane, and that's really important. Well, we so. Take- well, thank you so much for that. We appreciate that. And thank you for having us on your show today. Well, uh, first of all, it's, it's, a, it's a thankful for me because, you know, when you build a brand and, and you get out there and it, it has to have some relevancy. And some people say, you should do a Sean McDonald show, a money-making conversation show. Because when I started the platform three years ago, you know, I, I had my celebrity friends call in and, and I didn't know even know why I was talking to them. You know, just they were calling in. <laughs> and, hey, Rashawn. And I, after, hey, Rashawn, it went, okay. What are we going to talk about? So I had to develop a point of view. And my point of view is to bring talented individuals. You guys not only are, you know, celebrities from a, a from a TV standpoint, but you're celebrities in the entrepreneurship world. And that's where I, le- that's where I live, in entrepreneurship as well as entertainment. And so I wanted to bring you on the show, both of you, because it's a power couple. I love bringing power couples on the show because it's really about communication. It's about being a, because you bring your work home and you take your work away from home and you need, have to learn when to stop working. And so I wanted to start off because I had Carlos King. He was on the show yesterday. He's the creator, executive oh, producer. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was I on the show. I Carlos King now. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the show yesterday and I told him that I was going to be interviewing you guys. And uh, he said, wow. He said, they... Tell us how you guys created, how did the, how was the relationship that you guys uh, have started out with Carlos King? Well, you know, it's so um, just very interesting and amazing because we actually met Carlos King five years ago. Right. And when we sat down and met with him, it was for a consultation to pitch this show idea that we had that was really based off of us, our family, and our business and interest in this industry called the property preservation industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, right? Right. So we met with him, pitched our show, showed him our treatment, and he loved, you know, he loved the idea. He said, you know, you guys look like you would be great on TV, but to be honest, the first thing you said was, you know, what do you say, Martin? Uh, he said, you guys want to be on um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> and, and Martel was like, uh, no, I want to keep my wife. And so at that time, yeah, yeah. And so at that time, it was a lot of um, breakups and stuff, relationship issues going on and um, on Housewives. And Martel was like, oh, I want to keep my wife. Right, right, So anyway, right. we met with him. And then over the years, we just continued to reach out to Carlos, continuing to sell Huntsville, to sell the whole brand, showing him what's happening in Huntsville, what's happening with our family dynamic. And, you know, we just, you know, we really pushed the idea. And it doesn't happen overnight all the time. You know, now we have a show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, and we're so thankful and excited about that. And you know, just thankful for that opportunity. But it took a long time of us staying in contact and pushing what we thought would be a great idea. And then when we speak about pushing, you know, we hired our own staff to, you know, record us and things of that nature right. for us to do like sizzles and things like that. So it was it was it was work. Right. It was work. Um so like Melody mentioned, it doesn't happen overnight. So we really had to put work in to accomplish the goal. And the goal was to get a show. And we got it. Well, so no, mission accomplished. And on to the next thing. Absolutely. The cool thing about it, you go, okay, Huntsville, Alabama, the birthplace of Alabama. Uh, population, what, about 200,000 population? But then you start yeah. digging into Alabama, high tech. You know, the legacy of the space program is yeah. out of Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. A lot of people don't know that. The reason I know that was that 
when I left IBM in uh, 86 to become mm. a comic on the road, I used to come through Huntsville, Alabama to perform. Yeah. So when I walked, when I went into that market, you know, it's, 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 it's totally different from any other city in uh, Alabama because of that high tech. And the oh, I, yeah. I totally agree. And it, we have the um, we have the number two research park um, in, in the, the country. country. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Second largest research park in the country. And I'm sure that you know when when you when you came to Carlos, Carlos just like anybody else. Huntsville, Alabama. What's going on in Huntsville, Alabama? Why would you better <laughs> believe it? <laughs> that's why they, they come out here and see cows and horses and things and of that it. nature. And that's Ab- it. We absolutely. have that now. Don't that, get it twisted. We do have that. Absolutely. But that's not it. Then you got good food too and great barbecue. All that good stuff down in Huntsville. But yeah. that, that's why he looked into an attractive couple that was a modern, that was a go getter. That's why he went. You won't be on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. He was trying to pull y'all into Atlanta, not knowing that yeah. he hadn't done his research yet. Not, I'm not saying anything negative because everybody knows what they know. I just happen to know it because, guess what? I was a road comic. I, w- I went through all the cities in America telling my jokes. And when I got to Huntsville, Alabama, it opened my, my eyes because every restaurant chain that you can find in Houston or Dallas was in Huntsville, Alabama. The the, the, the intellectual uh, uh, con- uh, crowd was in Alabama. And I realized that all sitting around that high-tech environment is sitting right there in little old northern Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. And that's what you do. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, yes, sir. That's now very that, true. And that's one of the things, you know, that for us is so awesome is actually, you know, it's easy certain markets to get a show in, like your Atlanta, your LA, your New York. Right. But we're doing something right here in Alabama. And I think that's part of the significance of our program and of our show. Well, guess what? I'm very happy about the show. I know, it's, I know the finale ended in uh, November. And so I know it's not on right now. But let's talk about the entrepreneurship side of you, too, and also the fact that you guys were former school teachers, correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, I have a degree in secondary education, English. Yeah. And I have a degree in special education, and I gave that teaching thing, what, a year and a half? It was tough. It was tough. It was very challenging, you know, dealing with the, um, the kids of today. Well, you know, <laughs> let's talk about that because, like, my degree is in mathematics, okay, my minors in sociology. I went to school and and I was I was under the thought process that that's where I was supposed to, I was supposed to do. I don't forget going to college. Hey, I love the fact that I have a math degree, but that doesn't mean that's your final journey. And that's what I love about you guys' story. You know, you are educators, so you out there shaping minds. And so, and your mind said this is the direction I should go. But but what made the twist? What 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 made that turn? Because you know, the the to to, to actually you were working in the environment of your career choice. Why was there a change? You know, um, I'll start first and let Martell answer. From my point of view, you know, I don't feel like there's something set for you and that's your only path and that's your only way. People can be versatile, right? I think that for us, even though we were in the classroom, we also ultimately still had that business side to us. Because you got to think, keep in mind, when we were teaching, you know, we started a lawn care business. We, you know, gained over 50 residential clients. So we were cutting lawns after school and on the weekends, running this business, LLC'd it, creating um, marketing material and things of that nature. You know, we were doing all of that while we were teaching. And then we went on to gain some commercial clients in the lawn care field and um, cleaning certain offices like dental offices and things like that um, at night and on the weekends. So we, though we had degrees in education, 
within us, it was still, when you say, Martel, that business sense and business side to us? Yeah, I think that uh, Mel and I, we both are entrepreneurs at heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, the, the key to a lot of our success right there is <clears throat> no one had to coach us to be entrepreneurs. It was already within. So it's, we're going to do multiple things. So us teaching, it's like we have to do something else. And also we wanted a better lifestyle as well, other than, you know, the 30, 40 some thousand dollars salary right, that we were right. getting from teaching. Mm -hmm. And then teaching too, you know, it's, it's not only full time, but it's like overtime and you don't get paid overtime right. for for being a school teacher, for grading you know? papers and creating lesson plans, <laughs> and also you coming know, out of your pocket of to so, pay for things. So my heart that... goes out to teachers right now, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm hopefully one day I'll be start Melody and I will be starting a program to assist um, teachers in, and I, I guess you know get, getting better pay, you know getting mm -hmm. better more money and things of that nature because teachers they do a lot, and also come out of their pockets. I was saying because of the fact that you know the. Just because a kid goes to school don't mean they have the proper supplies, don't mean they have the opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, learn the curriculum because of the fact that you have to come out of your pocket and get some extra paperwork or buy a book. And, you know, there is always an option to be successful. Like you said, go out and find the people who that's what they do. You know, you find a person. Yeah. That's you're not you're not supposed to pour the, the concrete. Go find somebody. That's what they do. Pour the concrete. That's right. Delegate. 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 I uh, bought all the food when we went out. And then I realized, you know, so Rashawn, you got to start getting extra people around you. Security, yes. get call somebody to book your flights and book your car services. And that's, I started delegating too, Martel. So you yes. need to tell her to be quiet. I know that's your wife and everything. She's beautiful. But she can't tell, she can't interrupt you when you delegate. Delegating is a beautiful thing, my brother. That's, that's right. It makes you feel so much better. Make you feel better, look better, look younger. You know what I'm saying? You don't wake up with your back hurting. Delegate that pickup over there. Delegate that. Go that that go do something for me. Just just delegate is the way to go. So so whatever you say, Miss Hope, I can't join you on that. He can delegate all he wants. Now I'm sure you're a delegator too, aren't you? Because I can hear you talk. Yeah. You you almost wanted to tell me something to do a couple of times during this interview. Because I know you tell people That's to do right. on a regular basis. You're 22. You're I 26. I delegate. I delegate, but not as much as Martel. You know, I do believe in balance. Oh. Um, and I think that a lot of times, you know, whenever we are um, with someone, it's great whenever you can, you know, you they kind of, your yin to your yang, they offer Melanie, their balance to you. you're not going to so. fool me with this church voice. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Martel, I don't know how you handle it, brother. You know, you was four years older. You you just a patient brother. With that church voice, you know, you start getting in an argument with you, you're going to pull out that praise the Lord voice on you. You don't know what to do. You know, you're going to go around. Know, don't I know, man. Dude, I'm up here talking about, you know, she'll, she'll throw out that little sweet Alabama voice on you, but I know she's a cutthroat in negotiation. All that. Because oh, I know. You, you, can, you can listen to her and tell that. I'm going to just tell you this. Now, you was probably, when that when that opportunity to demolish that home and rebuild it, you were thinking about it, wasn't you, Martel? She had already started planning it. Why can't we do it? With baby, with baby, listen. What? That's right. Why? She had already had plans on the kitchen table, everything. You're going, because we, we, we as men, we think things out. We 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 think mm -hmm. of the women go. Why can't we? And then it, then it forced us to be in the position to go. Yes, we can. So so it's a good power couple relationship. So whenever mm -hmm. one is thinking that they can't do it, the other is pushing them out the door. 
If everyone is saying the car can't start, the other ones look, got the hood up. Why can't it start? Let's make it start. And that's why I love about this phone call because your next book, I'm just telling you, Hope Family, Common Sense. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have Common time sense. in 2020, I want to bring you back on my show. And if you ever come up to Atlanta, I'd love for you to come in studio and sit down and let's talk about the common oh, sense of so what you're We can you be there next week whenever you want to. Oh, well, yeah, we come to Atlanta often. Yeah. Well, good, because I'm, we're going to get you back on the show because next week I'll be in Napti because I'll be uh, marketing my show for fall distribution distribution of money-making conversation on network television. So, my friends, know that we're in a position to win, know we're in a position to be special, but more importantly, thank you for for spending the time with me the last 30 minutes on this show and share nuggets, share nuggets of information, common sense information, all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. (laughs) Thank you, teammates. I appreciate you. We talk soon.